Hello, this is John Usry, and I'm here today uh, sharing with you from Origin Gates podcast, Wisdom's Echo. I want to bless you and, and greet you. Um, I've been thinking about some things to share uh, on this session, and hope you find them beneficial. Um, how many of you feel like you're in the middle of seasons of change? And I guess my question in that is, how do you navigate through that? Um, I would venture to say a good percentage of you because we're in a season of change as a whole, as a people and as individuals, and um, the whole earth is experiencing it, not just the earth, but creation around it. And so how you navigate through change is critical to your success. I want to be real with you is um, uh, many are finding change to be challenging. Um, Change has to be synonymous with growth or else you'll find yourself floundering. There's a story around about a famous historical leader, one being um, Alexander the Great and the other was Herman Cortez. And they, they had this thing where when they landed on the shores um, and the troops landed, they got off the ship, these leaders burnt their ships so that there wasn't a way of retreat. They had to move forward and find success. It was the only option for these people, for the, uh, for the troops. A lot of times in our life, you have to make a determination that your way of escape or your um, retreat is not available, that you're going to press forward to the prize of the high calling of Christ. You're going to move forward because you set your eyes and your face like a flint to grow in him and pursue him, uh, and especially during seasons of change. Um, some of the things I want to talk about are a little bit personal. And um, But I'm finding, I run across a lot of people experiencing some of the same things. Um, our commitment to follow after God feels like what I just described with the ships being burnt. Um, a lot of times it's the case. Um, things we say stemming from right speaking, uh, which is important. you got to have right speaking. you got to uh, not speak wrongly. you got to speak words of life and not death. Um, and, and we've trained ourselves as Christians to be good at this. We, we say the right words. We know the right things to say, the right things that sound right and look right and portray success and portray uh, an image that we want people to think about ourselves and believe about us. And yet we ourselves don't embrace that or feel that. And this is what some of that is. We say things like, I got this. Or, We're going to succeed. My God supplies all my needs. I can do everything through Christ. Everything's good. I'm healed. I'm a son. Now, in and of themselves, those things are absolutely what we need to be saying. We shouldn't be saying anything different than that. But if we're saying that from a rote, automatic, head knowledge viewpoint, it doesn't really change anything. It doesn't come from the heart. It just is fine-sounding words. Sometimes, though, in the midst of saying those things, this is really what we're feeling. And the truth is we go by faith, not by sight. We go by faith, not by what we're feeling. But this is what's going on on the inside is I feel like I'm sinking. I feel ill. I don't know where I'm going to get my next rent dollars. I feel little and insignificant. Can I really keep going forward? Man, I wish it would be the way it used to be. I need something to numb my feelings. Life is so painful physically and emotionally. 
God doesn't seem existent. I don't know how I'm going to succeed and prosper with change. These are all things that can be felt on the inside, on the emotions uh, of the heart, the emotions on the inside of your soul that um, if your sight's not set right, uh, you could be wallowing in it. You could be swallowed up in it. The biggest issue is people aren't um, connecting to hope. They don't have hope evident and real in their lives. It's That's the biggest thing. It says without hope, people perish. and Without a vision, people perish. Um, Secondly, not knowing the answers on how to move forward, that's a real deal, too. It's a, a reality that we face. You know, you might not know how to go forward. The first step is this. Always set your sights on him. You can't go wrong that way. You have to set your sight and anchor your vision on him. If you're feeling these things, maybe you're a child. Maybe you're young, four, five, six, ten years old, and you might be feeling these crazy negative uh, despair things. You might be a teenager going through all the change of physiology and then the change of life and emotions. Or you might be a young adult. You might be newly married. Maybe you're just starting a family. Maybe you're feeling this way in the midst of your career changes. Maybe you're at the point of having adult children or grandchildren and these are the things that you're feeling. You could be experiencing these things as you face retirement or life by yourself after losing a partner and maybe going through this in your senior years seemingly without any answers. The thing that's interesting is every one of those stages of life we've all felt certain things along this line. And if you look back, you'll always see God was faithful. He always brought you ahead further. I mean, if you're still here, you're further. You're you're down the road a little bit. You made it through whatever those things were at those given points. God's still the same. He still does that for his people. He still will walk you through and help you in times of trouble. Cry out to him. You know, go before the seat of mercy and just say, Father, I need help in time of trouble. And he'll keep your heart and mind for you. He'll keep you from going crazy in your thought process. You have to establish an anchor in your life, and that's what hope does. If you don't, you're going to continue, continue to feel the negative descriptions that I just described earlier. When you be live below the influence of the sun, moon, and the stars, you submit yourself to the influence of the kingdoms of this world. I want to look at an example of this, how it affects people and how it changes you know, their views. Um, and let's take a look at the financial realms, for example. Um, the financial weight of, of things that go on. There's a saying in that in bad economic times, you may feel like you're in a recession. If you lose your means of income or a job, then it becomes a depression. So it depends on what's going on in your life or your neighbor's life. Um, it's critical that you learn how to live in a place of full supply. So I want to take America as an example of something. And this is a little session part on those of you that are numbers geeks. Uh, you may enjoy this. Those that aren't numbers geeks, you know, bear with it. You'll get through it. Um, the government, um, what happens is they have a fiat currency right now. It used to be based on gold, and the value of the currency was based on the gold backing it. Now we have what's called a fiat currency, and the way it is valued is... It's a medium of exchange that is measured by 
the government's trading ability of the humanity or the society's citizenry that lives within its country. In other words, they're trading on you as a trading floor, the value of your life, the value of your worth, and that's how they leverage the value of their currency, and they're able to borrow against that and um, do what they do, you know, when it's not backed by a, a medium like a gold exchange. And so what happens is um, uh, the, the way that's dealt with is that we have historically had a gross domestic product that averaged somewhere between 20 to 25 trillion dollars. In 2020 it was about 25 trillion dollars. And bear with me because you can look up, there's different stats and numbers, but this is kind of a ballpark. Um, so in 2020 we had a 25 trillion dollar, what's called a gross domestic product, or the product of what we produced as a nation. Uh, the interesting thing is we had about a $25 trillion debt back then. And so they kind of averaged out the value of us as an individual versus the amount of debt our nation carried was kind of balancing itself out. Two years later, we now have approximately a $31 trillion debt. And that's just the increase in what's been spent on COVID mitigation, five to six trillion dollars over the last two years. What begins to happen now is our our gross domestic product is estimated to drop in 2022 to somewhere between 22 to 23 trillion dollars. Um, so we're producing less and we're going into debt more. Uh, and what that looks like is this. Um, our gross domestic product per person, that means everybody in your household, is approximately sixty-nine dollars to $70,000 per person a year is what the country produces per every individual, and that's what it trades on. Unfortunately, our debt is now approximately eighty-nine dollars to $90,000 a person, up from just $71,000 a person two years ago. So what you begin to feel in the earthly realms is the weight spiritually of that increase of, of, of dominion trying to live over you if you're living under the sun, moon, and the stars, of more debt and that spirit that's behind all of that, the spirit of the world, wanting to press down on you in greater measure, greater dominion, and leveraging your life more and more and more. Um, in 2022, our our gross domestic product is estimated to be 22.5 trillion. The interesting thing about that is we've gone from $64,000 of gross domestic product to $89,000 of debt per person. And so the disparity is beginning to get way out of line. You know, we printed five and a half to tri uh, $6 trillion of new money just in the last two years. And this is just America. This same scenario is happening around the world. It's not just not just here. I mean, the same picture and same image, nation upon nations, are being weighed down by this. And if you're stuck living under the sun, moon, and the stars, this increase, this weight, is trying to stifle you and chain you and, and, and keep you from succeeding. It becomes a spiritual oppression over your life. As you begin to step into change and live above, above 
the system of the earth and move into the, under the out from under the influence of the sun, moon, and the stars, you have to learn how to strategically navigate in heavenly structures that are not um, ruled by the systems of the world. You're called to live from a higher uh, place uh, and be above and become the influence and the change in creation, not manipulated by it. The Bible says we are seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I had an encounter in 2016 that uh, was really quite interesting. It was the place of the full supply of God. I was falling off to sleep and I was engaging with uh, numbers, number eight specifically, and there was an inversion of the number eight that turned over and looked like an infinity symbol lying on its side. And as I drifted off to sleep, I found myself suddenly looking inside of Yeshua, standing on the inside of him, and looking out through his eyes and breathing from inside of him, completely in him. And the reality of the verse became, in him I live and move and have my being. And then we began to sit down on his throne together. And as we did this, I knew the Father was next to us. I knew uh, we were in the chambers of the heavenly courts in, in, in the place of where the Father sits, where Yeshua sits. And I watched the floor of the sea of glass in front of me open up and this hole open up and this pouring down of all this supply of things that was necessary begin to flow down through this hole. And I asked the Lord, I said, what is this? He says, because you're sitting on the inside of me and I'm on the inside of you and you're in this place in me, the full supply of everything you have need of is flowing from this heavenly realm into creation for your use and everything that you have need of. And it was such a supernatural, profound moment that I find myself going back regularly, observing the full supply flowing down through to meet my needs. When I get in a rut or in a mess, I am... Um, uh, I go back to that place and, and I look at that and um, um, end up re-engaging with that and brings me into out of a place of concern. So the truth of in him I live and move and have my being, it becomes more real than anything else. If you're going to rise above and if you're going to govern and not be susceptible or subject to lower realm influences, you have to learn how to live in him and move in half your being. Sometimes you have to be willing to be uncomfortable while you metamorphosize into the new creation being that you're destined, destined to be. Um, the heat and the pressure in the process can be very real. Your determination, your intentionality is what will direct you through it, all while sitting in a place of a seat of rest rather than striving. While you're learning that process, from your tutors and governors that Yahweh provides for you. It can still feel extremely challenging. Um, you won't experience anything at all that is uncommon to man. The Bible says that, you know, we all go through stuff and learn stuff. How you set your sight, where you set your hope on the high calling of him will determine how you navigate through change. I've thought a lot about this because I myself recently had a day of despair, as I'd call it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not prone to those. It was really an odd thing, but it was not too long ago. And it was just this, like this swirl, like to describe it bluntly, felt like flushing down a toilet, you know, just this swirl of despair. I thought, what is going on? And it was 
It was going through the day and the evening and into the night place, and I was just wrestling with some things. I thought, man, I don't know why I'm experiencing this. And I and I had the tools, and I understood how things work, and I, and I had to get above it. I had to get out from under the sun, the moon, and the stars and get back to a place of sitting in him in heavenly places. I had to get my hope back up um, and, and anchored back in a new place. Um, I would anguish in the middle of the night during it. Um, all through it, I wondered, you know, it's kind of funny. I was thinking, how do people without God manage to live and manage to function if only have themselves to hope on? How do they function? How do they do this? Um, I know they get propped up by temporary things, temporal things that fade. They're not eternal things. As I got through the night, I engaged with the things Yahweh had shown me over the years. Um, the the um, living beings of Alphabet and my personal uh, pathway of encounter into the creative realm, meditating on Yahweh and his goodness in the morning hours, engaging with his mercies that are new every morning, Lamentations 3, 22 through 24. This isn't just a glib verse, by the way, that sounds good. You can actually engage with his tender mercies, his loving kindness in the early morning hours. It says his mercies are new every morning. That word in the Hebrew is chesed. Um, it's his loving kindness. Um, and specifically, it says in the morning, it's new every day. So from 4 a.m. to 6 p.m., not that you can't the other hours, but during those hours, if you set with intention and faith and purpose, um, you can uh, experience his mercies throughout the day, the outworking of his loving kindness. Um, and it flows from the tree of life on the inside of you. You can breathe through the top of your head by faith. You just, as you're breathing, you see the breath of heaven. You're in the heavenly place, and you're breathing through your crown, through your head, and you place your right hand on your right shoulder, and you breathe out through that point by faith, the breath through mem, mem gemel, and shin, which are two creative forces engaging with full supply and releasing it out through the mercies of the chesed, Every day, you just put your right hand on your shoulder and begin to breathe through your top of your head, out through that place in your body. And you're engaging with the mercies, the loving kindness of God in the doing of that. Gamel is the full supply, and Mem and Shin are creative forces that work together with things. So when you encompass Gamel within Mem and Shin, Mem, Gamel, Shin, it actually begins to create the full supply to flow through you and his mercies are new through you every morning you do it by faith you engage with it and it comes into agreement with the angelic with the uh, declarations of the council chambers of heaven it, it works in concert together you can do this by faith and you begin to change from glory to glory every day we begin to overcome we reset the anchor of our anchor of our hope because our eyes are on him and you begin to transform the renewing of your mind. You have everything you have need of pertaining to life and godliness already inside you. Wisdom becomes your daily belief and and as she and it's your daily delight and as she uh, arcs with understanding the knowledge of his ways begins to flow through you and it takes up residence on the inside of you. 
you begin to find yourself walking through life without being taken out. I love Psalm 23. Um, uh, it so describes it so well. It it it, it it's, uh, paints a great picture. Verses four through six specifically says, "No matter where you may find yourself, in the presence of enemies, in the valley of the shadow of death, evil." There's a table prepared for you. The oil or the living water of Yahweh anoints your head. Your And the breath of God flows through your crown, through the top of your head, in the midst of it. Your cup overflows with fullness. The mercies of God begin to fill and swirl on the inside of you. And it overflows. And goodness and mercy are following you and attending you always because you are then uh, finding yourself living, uh, reigning, uh, in the dimensions of Yahweh, in the house of his full supply. And this can be for all uh, the days of your life. Not It's full-time available. And that's just the last three verses of Psalm 23. Um, so how do you view that when you read that verse or those verses? Do you read it as just a nice uh, poem that's recited at funerals? Or is it the modus operandi of your daily life? Do you see in it that there's actually technologies available for you that will give you everything you have need of pertaining to life and godliness? You have to submit yourself to the tutelage and the training that the mentors of heaven provide for you that Yahweh gives to you to help mature you and develop you into mature sonship. Keep your eyes fastened on him. Submit yourself to him. Watch yourself begin to overcome. Uh, blessings to you and have an amazing day. I hope this has been beneficial. Um, I want to say uh, the love of God just bless you in everything that you do. Amen.